Good morning. It is Thursday, October 27th. Nice day yesterday. 3-0 in hockey. Hockey continues to steam along. Don't want to take it for granted. Do have to make sure you keep everything in check. You're never as good as your good days, never as bad as your bad days. After a good day where you don't lose anything, lose any bets, you uh, obviously should, should take a little dose of reality and make sure you're not overestimating your greatness at that because you're never as good as those good days. It's a lot of luck. Matter of fact, let's talk about some of that luck. We had that really nice payout on a extended same game parlay where we had uh, Tampa Bay and over five and a half and then Edmonton plus one and a half. Edmonton won outright, so that was easy. Uh, Tampa Bay winning, they won by two, four to two. And there's where the rub was, almost, almost, over five and a half. So it was three goals in the first period, looking pretty strong, only one in the second. And then that was a tie tie game going into the third. And then Toronto scores one. It went pretty deep in there. I think it was 14 minutes into the 20-minute third period. They made it 3-2. to two. Now, the thinking was pretty good there. It's going to be an empty net goal. And that was the original thinking to some degree with the over 5.5. That yes, three to three, three to two game, Tampa Bay and over four and a half was the logical play. I mentioned that in the podcast. Minus one hundred five, it's a good solid play. But I just felt like we're going to get to six, and one of the ways you get there is an empty net goal at the end when your three to two becomes four to two. That is ending up how I didn't speak that there was going to be empty net goal. I don't want to sit here and say that's what I predicted, but that was the logic behind a three to two game becoming four to two. And of course, there's other ways to get there too. That just Tampa Bay dominates, and then they maybe maybe it's four to two because Anaheim sneaks one out at the end. But in any event, let's let's get cut to the chase. With two seconds left, or slightly under two seconds, they get that empty net goal. So that turns a loser into a winner, and the beating yourself over the head thinking, why didn't I just take the safe route and take the over four and a half? That was the best bet. Yeah, so luck was involved. Okay, all right. Since we're talking about hockey, let's talk about it. Then we have, I do have plays in college and pro football. I am skipping NBA today. So if you're only in for the NBA, have a nice day. <laughs> All right, so Florida visiting Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia is playing over their heads. That we know. We know that Florida is a great team, certainly offensively. They don't seem to always have to be, be able to put an end to the scoring when they need to. But I'm going to take Philadelphia, or excuse me, I'm going to do that too. I'm taking, I'm going to split this up because of that cautious, abundance of caution, if you will. I'm going to take Florida and under 7.5 and at plus 105. I'm only doing that for half the bet. I'm going to take Philadelphia plus 1.5 and, and under 7.5 and for the other half. And if you want to do this, you could take Philadelphia plus 2.5 and, a half and uh, you pay just a little bit of juice, but that's a safer bet because of the empty net scenario again. Maybe Florida's got this thing at uh, three to two. I do think it's an under low scoring game. I considered taking the under standalone, but I, I wanted to eventually I wanted the seven and a half. Ultimately, I should say. So um, yeah, so you could do that two and a half so that if Florida does get the empty net goal, then you're safe there. So what you're looking at here, if you take if you take Philly plus one and a half, you're essentially saying this is going to be right down to the wire. It might even go to overtime. At that point, your one and a half is golden. 
because no matter who wins, you win. All right, so let's move on. St. Louis and Nashville. Now, St. Louis just played last night, got beat by Edmonton at home. Now they're on the road, so traveling with no rest is a little bit difficult. Uh, I'm going to take Nashville in under 7.5 at plus 105 here. We move on to Edmonton, traveling to Chicago. Now they're back-to-back -back as well because St. Louis and Edmonton were opponents last night. Edmonton's on the road in St. Louis, now on the road in Chicago. That's not an enormous amount of travel. Of course, uh, St. Louis to Nashville is not too bad either as far as the previous game. In this case, though, I do like the road favorite, Edmonton. I think you've seen, we've seen that when Edmonton has a lower scoring game, they, they won, they scored three, three goals. But a lot of that was junk. Well, not a lot of it, but there was junk at the end. Empty net, for example. Uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid shut down. Actually, McDavid had a, an assist. And I think Dreisaitl had an assist. An assist. I don't know if maybe McDavid didn't, but what I can tell you is neither one of them scored a goal. And again, we can look all this up, but why waste time on the air? This is all stuff I've done before, and now I'm putting it out without the notes, just doing it in memory. But Edmonton to win and over four and a half is the play here. What I was getting at is when you shut down Dreisaitl and McDavid, you don't typically do it two days in a row. These are different teams. What I'm saying is anyone shutting them down two days in a row doesn't typically happen. So that's the play. Washington visiting Dallas. Dallas Stars are short favorite at minus 120, and that is the play. Dallas at home, minus 120. We finish it up with Toronto visiting San Jose. This one is pretty clear. It's Tampa Bay and over four and a half. You're paying minus 125, but that's not a bad price considering it's pretty well. Toronto might get five by itself. Actually, there's a really good chance Toronto gets five by itself. There's a clue that you could take a Toronto team total if you wish. I will say that San Jose has been playing, playing pretty decent team defense, but the goalies involved in this game are subpar as opposed to I was looking strongly at it. Why did I take the over in the Edmonton game going back on that? You've got what would be considered the better goalies for those teams, although neither one of them's any great shakes. But Toronto and San Jose goalies, yeah, that's they should give it up. All right, so that's the recap there is Florida and under, and also Philadelphia plus goals and under. Nashville and under, Edmonton and over, Dallas and alone, and Toronto and over. All right, so that's it. Now, let's move to college football. This was an easy one to almost say no play. Three games, don't need to play anything. It's not worth my time. And I almost did that because typically I like to do totals and sides only in college football and not get too involved with the same game parlays. I looked at it and said, well, this is kind of tasty here, Virginia Tech plus 21 and a half against, at home against, or on the road against NC State, and the total to go over 31 and a half at minus 115. I, I, that's, it's not impossible to lose that bet, but you're a pretty low scoring game. You just need 32 points, and you get 21 and a half with Virginia Tech. There's some quarterback issues here with NC State out for the season. That's what a play is. Virginia Tech plus three touchdowns and the hook. 
and over 31 and a half. So you're, you're getting kind of hooked the other way there with 31 is obviously more ideal, but you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that number, unfortunately. If you can, that'd be great. But all right, so then we move on to Louisiana Lafayette. And I guess they want to be called Louisiana now, but and Southern Mississippi. Here's another one. You know, I, I lean Louisiana in this game. And I lean the under in this game, but I wasn't going to play either one. But when you can give me Louisiana plus four and a half in the game to go under 51 and a half, I have to buy that. And there's some books out there offering some boosts on this where you can get it all the way up to seven and a half and then use the boost to get the VIG down. And that's a solid play for you as well. well let's move on to the NFL. Interesting. It's hard to go against Mr. Goat, Tom Brady. He's got a losing record as a team. <laughs> if his team wins at home, both of these teams, Baltimore and Tampa Bay, are 4-4. Four and four. If Baltimore pulls it off, it's 5-3 and three for them and 3-5 and five for Tampa Bay. Who would have figured that? Well, I can't sit here and say that I predicted that Tampa Bay would have a losing record this year. Pretty darn sure in the first game of the season, I said that Tampa Bay would be in disarray. Of course, it's not the first game of the season, but I know I said that, that they'd be in disarray. They wouldn't be in good form. You had Tampa Bay, you had uh, Brady retiring, then unretiring. You have his drama, personal drama that was being rumored about is now more rumors. You had the team kind of disbanding to some degree, coaching in players because it was going to be almost a rebuild to some degree. They weren't, they weren't breaking it down, but that was kind of what we were heading towards, and all of a sudden they patched it back together. Well, I just don't think Tampa Bay is all that. I, they're, I, I just I, I can't, I can't bet on them. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady. So I'll do what I did before. I mentioned this in a baseball game. I think it was the Yankees and Garrett Cole. Well, I'm not going to bet against them necessarily to lose outright, so I'll take Houston plus the one and a half. Houston won the game. All right, so what we're going to do? Well, I do like under 46, standalone, just nothing, no frills, no fuss, just under 46 and a half, or under 46, excuse me. But I'm also taking the same game parlay, you could if you you could do a two leg. You could do uh, Baltimore plus seven and a half and under fifty two and a half and call it a day. I've given myself a little more insurance, but I am betting a little bit against Tom Brady in this one. I'm going to do three legs here. I'm going to do Baltimore plus ten and a half, so another field goal for our, our advantage. I'm going to do under fifty four and a half. So now we got that nice line of fifty four and a half, which is fairly. It's not it's not a super strong total that you want to be under but it's stronger than the 52 and a half so under 54 and a half and you know i'm already betting on 40 on 46 under so 54 and a half gives me a touchdown and an extra two-point conversion or something on there but here's the third leg that makes us get that extra numbers there i'm taking brady under 30 329 and a half passing yards I think he's probably under 250, to be honest with you, but 329 and a half seems pretty solid. And we can get the whole thing at uh, plus money. So no vig whatsoever on this. Now we're plus money on this. Worst case scenario, plus 100. If not, plus 105, plus 110. But uh, again, betting against Brady having a good day, uh, the whole 
the whole thinking here is it's going to be more running involved here. You know that uh, Lamar Jackson is going to run for Baltimore. We know that. We know Tom Brady's not going to run, but we know that his team's going to try to run. At least we think we know that, which leads to a lower scoring game and less passing yards for Brady. Now, if Brady's behind, obviously he has to pass, and that's the risk is the, behind, the team that's behind, which I think is Tampa Bay, is running. But then again, remember, we're not asking for Baltimore to win. We're saying lose by a touchdown or a touchdown on the field goal, depending on which way you go with this. The 10.5, obviously, foot touchdown on the field goal. He's not passing. He's handing, the, he's handing the rock off to Fournette, and you're hoping that Fournette has a good day. So that's the play. That's all of the plays. Good luck.